Today is April 22nd. You're listening to Born on This Day. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Amanda Barker. Here I am on this earth. Yes, you are. And so nice to have you here on National Earth Day. It is. It's Earth Day, folks. Go be earthy. Listen, I don't, there's lots of ways you can celebrate the earth and try to change, you know, ch- turn off the lights, um, turn off the water. There's so many things we need to be paying attention to and better yes. attention. You should be recycling, of course. You of should course. be reusing and reducing. Compost. Try to take less um, fossil fuel-derived, um, you know, cars baths. and things. Yeah, I don't baths. know. Don't Walk, take a don't bath run. in fossil. Don't take a bath in gasoline, right. folks. Um, you know, uh, check your investments. Are you are you investing in renew renewable power and right. renewable fuels? That's a great way that you can help sure. the world. Look at your carbon footprint and. Um, do what I've been trying to do and, and failing probably, but um, stop wish cycling. Right. You know, I tend to, today I had a container of makeup that I really wanted to throw in the recycling, but after some research, it's it's gonna wreck the whole bag of recycling if right. I throw it in there, because it is not recyclable. I see. Um, in this city that we live in, we have actually a really great app that tells you exactly what you can put in the recycling and what you can't. Hopefully you have a program like that in your city. You might have one and you don't know it. So today would be a great day to download that app. There you go. Well, Amanda, if you're born today, of course, you're a Taurus and your personality is defined by your loving and determined nature. Mm-hmm. In all your relationships, you display loyalty and faithfulness while your romantic partners are and loved ones appreciate this great quality. It may be to your detriment. Um, that they admire most. I don't know why faithfulness would be to your detriment. Well, because it's not. It may be your determination that oh, they admire mo- okay. most is what is written there. But okay. listen, you need glasses. It's all I, good. I do need glasses. I'm trying to look at. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that it's recording. You've got a lot on the go, yeah. Marco. It's all good. I should listen, just keep my eyes on the I want to talk about Amber Heard. Okay. Look, I need to talk about Amber Heard. Please. Because she celebrates her birthday today. She is the star of Aquaman and Magic Mike Double XL. You know, those, um, those, she wasn't nominated for Oscars. I'm not sure why. But anyway, uh, her fame has been rather overshadowed as of late because of her public relations in divorcing Johnny Depp. Um, oh, she in, was married to Johnny Depp. Yeah. After is she a Vanessa, French singer or something? That was Vanessa Paradis, oh, okay. and it is not 1992, babe. Okay. <laughs> uh, in which she both alleges her physical abuse of the other. Just because we only married once doesn't right. mean the rest of the world is like that. So far. So far. Yeah. So far. She was recently on the miniseries The Stand. She's also appeared in The Danish Girl. What? I didn't, oh, that was her. Okay, well then I shouldn't be so bashing of her because no, the Danish great. girl was up for a lot of Oscars. Uh, one more time, and The Rum Diary, which I think is where she met Depp. She was born on this day in Austin, Texas in 1986. And uh, yeah, she really kind of exposed him uh, or at least accused him of a whole bunch of things. Wow. Well, you can just say Jack and everyone knows who you mean. The great movie star who began as a writer for Roger Corman before appearing in films like Little Shop of Horrors and The Raven. While he played the role of George Hansen in Easy Rider, he became a breakout star, earning his first of 12 Oscar nominations and becoming a leading man in the 70s in films like Five Easy Pieces, The Last Detail, Chinatown, and of course, one flew over the cuckoo's nest for which he won his first Oscar. He won his second for Terms of Endearment in 1989, earned a massive salary for the first Batman film, and in 1997 won a third Oscar for As Good As It Gets. Michelle Pfeiffer said that while filming The Witches of Eastwick, 
Eastwick, he would often spend his free time in the trailer where the female stars of that film were getting their hair and makeup done, probably because he grew up with a hairdresser mother. Now, I wonder if that was his mother or sister, because remember he thought his sister, he thought his mother, his biological mother was his sister? No. Yeah, something like that. He has not appeared in film since. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was like. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those where it could be incest, right? Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Like Sometimes the... that happens and then right. they, they just say, no, that's your mother. And right, they, right. We did, they don't ever say. He found out late in him life. Him and pretty... um, Fly Me to the Moon. What's his name? I don't know. Volare. Who Domenico sang? Modugno? No. Um, <laughs> While you're thinking of Under finish... the Sea, played by Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that guy. What's his name? Yeah. Same thing yeah. anyway with him. Anyways. He has not appeared. This is Jack Nicholson, of course. Uh, since <laughs> Did how? Not. Do, he I don't think not. I've I don't think I've mentioned his name yet. He has not appeared in a film since How Do You Know in 2010. Reports say he's signed on for a remake of Tony Erdman's um, for of Tony Erdman. I guess that's the name of the film. Sure. Uh, but some speculate he might be too ill to work. Oh, oh I no. hope not. He was oh, born no. on this day in Neptune, New Jersey in 1937. Well, I mean, there's lots to say about him. Yeah. But there's also lots to say, although we have less to say, about Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's also celebrating a birthday today. He made Izzy fall in love with him in Grey's Anatomy. Remember? Don't you remember um, him on Grey's Anatomy? He was, uh, what was his name on Grey's Anatomy? Anyway, it was the first season gosh anyway he was also in the watchman and rampage um he was in that super supernatural was the name he was the right. dad in supernatural and uh, he helped jump the shark on the walking dead as negan right um because once he murdered our dear friend steven yun we we never watched, watched it, it again, again. Yep. and thought oh gosh what will happen to steven's career right right is he okay he's off <laughs> He's off the show and he's nominated for an Oscar this weekend. So he's doing just fine. Anyway, I'm not talking about Steven. I'm talking about Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, who was born on this day in Seattle, Washington uh, in 1966. And he was born as Colson Baker, but gained fame under the name Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yes. Your favorite. Of who couldn't forget him. (laughs) The actor and musician who appeared in The Nerve, The Dirt and Beyond the Lights. He's more famous, though, as the rapper who made his debut with the album Lace Up in 2012 and has released four more since. His latest, Tickets to My Downfall, released in 2020. His hit singles include Wild Boy, Invincible, Stereo, and Hold On, Shut Up, which debuted at number four on the Billboard chart. He has had a long-running public feud with fellow rapper Eminem, who Kelly says blacklisted him from radio stations after he sent out a tweet saying that Eminem's 16-year-old daughter, Haley, was hot as fuck. Uh, I wasn't sure if I should say that. Last wow, year, you're the one who has to rate the show. I know. So. Last year, he was in The King of Staten Island and was born on this day in Houston, Texas in 1990. Well, you know... I don't know. I don't even know what to do with that. Anyway, um, listen, we love our next celebrant. He's my favorite on this list. He considers himself the king of bad taste. John Waters has not lost the edge he brought to his adoring fans in movies like Pink Flamingos, Polyester, and of course his most mainstream hit, hairspray his later films cry baby and serial mom oh my god i've talked about the movies i had to make my um it almost sounds like i was in a sorority and i almost was but it was a all girls residence right we don't we have sororities in canada but not to the same effect anyway it was the same idea it was a bunch of tight 
tightly wound girls yes. that I had to entertain. And Serial Mom was one of the movies I rented and I laughed my way through it and loved it. And everyone else was like, what is this movie? Anyway, um, his later works include Pecker, um, Cecil B. Demented, and your and my, the movie that brought this marriage together. Yes, it's true. A Dirty Shame. Yep. I lent it to Marco and said, this is a good movie to do your taxes to and and uh, you might enjoy it. And he called me and went, what is this movie? And totally enjoyed it. Anyway, they've really worked with his fan base. Listen, they're again, they're not all hits, but we we love what he what he does. He hasn't made a film since 2004, but Hairspray was turned into a hit stage musical, of course, and the 2007 film adaptation of the musical, which was an adaptation of the original film. Right. Uh, and he has released the books Carsick and Mr. Know-It-All. Didn't he, wasn't he the making of Divine's career too? Wasn't well, that? they were friends and he put him in, in his first experimental films right. and then he put him in you know the in, films that was it pittsburgh philly like where were they they were baltimore 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 oh yes good morning pittsburgh no baltimore i mean i'm close though yeah. with that he was born on this day in baltimore <laughs> there's your answer <laughs> i knew it was some city that was not new york right. uh that uh you know 1946 you know i uh, saw him one day walking on young street during oh, wow. tiff oh wow and you know those moments where you look at someone and you're like i know this person right. and you kind of give a look a quizzical look on your face and then you s- slowly start to realize oh no i don't know him he's just famous yeah and he kind of gave me a look not a bad look, but he was like, oh, you're recognizing me. We never said anything. Right. It's it's too bad because I'm sure if I would have approached him and say, oh I my know. God, but I didn't know. But also, pre- when you do that, yeah, what are they supposed to say? Why thank you? Yeah. The end. Like, but of all people, he would have been cool to no, speak to. No, it's true. Uh, and especially if you're like um, uh, talking about Divine and yeah. stuff, that might be a little more interesting than the average. Like, aren't right, you a film right. director? But he probably hates being asked about that too. Yeah, prob- who knows? He's one of those people you want at a dinner party. You're not, you know, they're like, yes. living or dead, who would you want at oh a dinner God. party? He would be, if I ever wrote an Agatha Christie whodunit, yeah. he would be at that dinner party. Yeah. If you had said to him, listen, I want you to know I married my wife because of our shared love of a dirty shame, that would probably yes, be weird, sure. interesting, and also horrifying to him. But so. now I want to see Serial Mom. Anyways, Cheryl Lee entered show business uh, fame wrapped in plastic as Laura Palmer on Twin Peaks. Who killed her? I don't know. The answer? Do you know who killed Laura Palmer? Wasn't it... um, Bob. Wasn't it... uh, It was a spirit that embodied uh, all these people. Right. Spoiler. But uh, (laughs) has since then shown great chops in films like Bliss, Backbeat, and she was on Dirty Sexy Money and the films Cafe Society, Wild at Heart, and Vampires. And recently returned to Twin Peaks in the 2017 reboot. You haven't seen that one, have you? The reboot? You know what's weird? I haven't. Yeah. Well, she grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and and was born on this day in uh, Augsburg, Germany in 1967. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, she... Good old Laura Palmer. Yeah, I, I'm who Twin Peaks was written for, really. Right. I, I was obsessed with it as a kid, but I don't mm. know. I just... I just haven't. I think because you weren't into it, it didn't become a shared thing. And then I just didn't. Who said I wasn't into I've tur- it? I've changed myself for a right. man. That's okay. what's happened. But a man that loves a dirty shame. So I right. stand by my choices. Anyway, everybody loved Eric Mabus as Daniel Mead on Ugly Betty. I guess. I never watched it. And you can also see him in films like Cruel Intentions, as well as early episodes of The L Word. Most recently, he's been appearing on the Hallmark series, Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. Listen, we all gotta work he was born on this day in Harrisburg Pennsylvania which is like the Baltimore of Pennsylvania right in 1971 okay Amanda love him or hate him K 
Character actor Eddie Albert earned two Oscar nominations in his career, his second for his hilarious performance in Elaine May's The Heartbreak Kid. The same year, his son Edward Albert broke out in the film Butterflies Are Free. That's one of those ones that we talk about all the time. Butterflies like, Are Free? Yeah. What's Butterflies Are Free, like they shoot horses, don't they? Mm. One of those films in the 70s that I never knew existed that I thought were a fake name a big title can you look up what what the premise of that is sure well he began appearing in films in the late 30s scoring his first nomination for playing gregory peck's photographer friend in the 1953 romantic comedy roman holiday he worked until his last performance on the show uh california in 1987 but retired until his death in 2005 at the age of 99. He was born on the day in Rock Island, Illinois in 1906. Wasn't he on Green Acres? Isn't okay. this the gay, same guy? So let's pitch each other what we think. Butterflies, are, we'll play a little game of um, okay. what's Balderdash. Right. So the title is Butterflies Are Free. Marco, what do you think it's about? Um, he, um, it's, a, it's a romantic comedy with Doris Day and she gets into a little frolic, frolicky romp with uh, Rock Hudson. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, she did a lot of films with the Rock I'm going to say it's an introspective look at a mental institution um, through the eyes of an orphan teen. Right. Okay. And it actually is about... Tell me. I'm just looking here. Um, Let's see who's closer. A blind man moves into his own apartment against the wishes of his overprotective mother and befriends the free-thinking young woman next door. Ooh. Played by Goldie Hawn. Oh, wow. Uh, So it looks actually... Maybe that's what she won her Oscar for because it said the the other day The poster is a... It doesn't get more 70s than this poster. It's a picture of oh, them that's naked with a butterfly Between over them. them. But it looks kooky, too. Butterflies are free, my friends. Kooky yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't Green Acres. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, despite being Pulitzer Prize winning writer, Jason Miller is most famous for his Oscar-nominated performance as father Damien Carras in The Exorcist, his first film role. His first film role. That, yeah. It always it always blows my mind when the first film is like you're nominated for stuff. After seeing his award-winning play, that championship season turned into a film. He also appeared in the ninth configuration, Monsignor, Light of the Day, and The Exorcist 3. He died in 2001 at the age of just 62, but his final film was released two years later. He um, was the father of Speed 2 and Lost Boys actor, never mind Speed 2, Lost Boys actor Jason Patrick. Yeah. The hot guy Mm -hmm. in Lost Boys, not one of the kids. Um, I didn't know that. Anyway, he was born on this day in Queens in 1939. Girls, girls, girls. I don't know if I did that right. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, pretty pretty much. Girls, girls. Girls. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Ray lived to an admirable 92 years. She was very tender indeed. Uh, and won all of our hearts with years of her performance as Mrs. Garrett on the hit series, The Facts of Life. My brother was named after her. No. Garrett. Yeah, no. Garrett Barker. Was <laughs> he was not. That would be awesome. He was not. He had begun, she had begun acting on television in the 50s before scoring a few f- uh, film roles in the 60s then scored her most famous role in the 70s including a stint on molly the male the male lady on sesame street oh yeah she was oh, yeah. Uh, the male lady yeah. yeah uh the the joan rivers film rabbit test and the film version of the musical hair she was in that that's yeah. great <laughs> yeah after yeah. facts of life she made guest appearances on er the king of queens pretty little liars and appeared in the film ricky and the flash and let's not forget she was in um the Zohan film. Remember? He washes her hair. 
Oh. On the Zohan film. Oh, yeah, was yeah. that her? Yeah, yeah, yeah that she was, was in her. it. Yeah, she was great in it, actually. That's a great film. Yeah. She was born on the state in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in April of, uh, tw- April 22nd in 1926. Good for her. Yeah. Well, listen, a character, that's, that ding is, um, is the ding of, uh, Robin Bartlett. <laughs> Sometimes we bury the lead in these and then, okay, so a character actress who always provides the perfect touch in every movie she appears in. Actor Robin Bartlett is best seen as Meryl's rehab roommate in Postcards from the Edge, but she also had roles in City of Angels, Inside Llewellyn Davis, Shutter Island, and Chronic. She was a guest on American Horror Story. Uh, in 2020, she was on the show The Left Right Game. I don't know what that is. But anyway, she was born on this day. The show, that makes me think it's a game show. Anyway, she was born on this day in New York City in 1951. That's another one of those films we mentioned, Inside Lou and Davis. Let's, uh, like... So let's 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 play a little game of, uh, of um, whatever This is it's a called. game that is only fun for us. Balderdash. But I'm gonna... So what are you going to say it's about? It's a dark film about like a, a it's like a murder mystery about a, a woman who goes missing. Okay, I'm going to say it's a kooky look at uh, the day-to-day life of a psychiatrist. Okay. And it is actually about, um, hang on, a week in the life of a young singer as he navigates the Greenwich Village folk scene of 1961. Oh, I would watch that. Who was who was closer? Uh, what did I say? A, a kooky film about a psychiatrist? Yeah. And what did you say? Uh, like a murder mystery type thing, yeah. Uh, All right. I guess... None of us. Okay. Anyways, anyways, enough of this game. Let me get back to the Coppolas, (laughs) who are a talented bunch, including Francis's son, Roman Coppola, who directed the wonderful film CQ and has co-written the films Darjeeling Limited, Moonrise Kingdom, and Isle of Dogs with Wes Anderson. He created the series Mozart in the Jungle and is co-writer of Anderson's upcoming film, The French Dispatch. He was born on this day in France, uh, Nouilly-Soucien, in 1965. New Year's or Sin. Along the sun, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, I will say this. It's not really about Roman Coppola. It's about Wes Anderson. But every... I work in commercial casting, and pretty much every commercial casting treatment is references Wes Anderson. Anything that's kooky in right. the world of commercials, if you see a kooky, weird commercial where everyone's just staring, I guarantee you in that treatment, Wes Anderson is, uh, is referenced. And if he's not, he's referenced in the room. But cinematographer Robert Elswit has shot films that have been referenced as well, including Nightcrawler, Salt, and Good Night and Good Luck, winning an Oscar for his beautiful work on Paul Thomas Anderson's There Will Be Blood. Um, this year, he this past year, he shot The King of Staten Island. He was born on this day in California in 1950. Happy birthday to him. Was there television in the 80s without Aaron Spelling, Amanda? It's like if a tree falls in the forest if, if there was there the 80s without Aaron, it was just reagan and aaron spelling yep the man behind dynasty charlie's angels and fantasy island began in the 60s producing the dick powell show the smothers brothers show the mod squad and swat in the 90s he continued to make history with beverly hills 90210 models inc melrose place and summerland the show he uh worked on uh, was eight seasons. The last oh, sorry. The last show he worked on was eight seasons of Charmed before his of death. All shows to go out on. My God, I know. I mean, but people all, love Charmed, but, though. Yeah, and all of his shows. It's not like any of his shows were particularly deep or, or provoking. Right. I mean, they were fan favorites. Sure. They were like yeah. he knew how things. to he knew how to write a hook, if you will. Well, and also, well, I don't know how much he actually wrote, but I know he produced. I, he knew yeah, how to he produce, knew how to produce something that would have a fan base. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he died in 2006 at the age of 83, 
winner of two primetime Emmys and father of actress Tori Spelling. He was born on this day in Dallas, Texas in 1923. And didn't he have the biggest house in Beverly Hills or it's something? It's kind of crazy that he only won two Emmys and they were primetime Emmys. I know. He should have won like Which a is like lifetime. The yeah. yeah. It's too bad. That's... Yeah, it is too bad. They should, they should, <laughs> they should give him like no, a... No, the primetime Emmys is the good Emmys. Oh, is You're it? Oh, the daytime, daytime Emmys, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Not the Shemmys. No. Uh, but still, the fact that he only won, I mean, for, for um, Dynasty alone, yeah. like the Fantasy Island alone, the fact that he only had two Emmys is crazy yeah, to me. It is anyway, crazy. Anyway, Lee Tamahori broke box office records with his first film, Once We Were Warriors. In two- 1994, Jurassic Park was the number one movie in every single country except except New Zealand, where Tamahori's homegrown debut was celebrated the most. It is it is referenced all the time once we were warriors it led because it's about the the maoris oh is it really no i I believe so that's great i believe it is gosh i hope i'm not wrong i'll look it up it led to a hollywood career that has included uh among others along came a spider he also directed the bond film die another day he was born on this day in wellington in 1950 yeah right um no i don't think so maybe yeah it looks like it could be from based on the um uh, a New Zealand drama based I'll let on... You, I'll let you continue okay. as I talk about Mary Heron. Yes, uh, an urban Maori family and their problems. It talks about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. A look at uh, indigenous culture in New Zealand. Yeah. But it is referenced a lot. Mary Heron made a film about her that revealed why she was not... Oh, sorry, why she was so notorious. But the girls you meet who still copy her look are the reason why Betty Page is still very much in style. Um, oh, so this is Betty Page we're talking about. I guess I'm a little lost. Uh, the model who came to... No, I think it's Mary Heron. Okay. The model who came to define the progress of sexual freedom... Hang on, let me just read that sentence again so my brain understands it. Mary Heron made a film about her that revealed why she was so notorious. So it is Betty Page. Oh, she made the film The Notorious Betty Page. That's I why. That's understand. why. Okay, Sorry, I just... I got lost there. But the girls you meet who still copy her look are the reason... Why Betty Page is very much a style. I mean, my one of my favorite um, clothing stores in the States was called Betty Page. And I used to buy fabulous little dresses from them. Um, and uh, they had to change it. I think there was a lawsuit there because it's now called something else. Uh, the model who came to define the progress of sexual freedom and survived a highly publicized invasive trial for conspiracy to distribute obscene material that required her to testify against her own photographer, Irving Claw. After her third divorce, she converted to Christianity. So this is Betty Page we're yes, talking about. Yes. So Marion Harry was yes. a director yes. of... Yes, okay, we, thank we, you. We sorry. established okay, that. Okay, yeah. sorry. I'm I just catching up now. Sorry. Yeah, after her third divorce, she converted to Christianity. In 1979, she unfortunately was diagnosed with... Or not unfortunately. Uh, diagnosed with schizophrenia. Listen, a lot of people live with it, but right. the unfortunate part is she was placed under state supervision for eight years. She avoided the public eye for the latter part of her life, saying she was often hounded by federal agents. Wow. A lot of people have that paranoia. She might have actually had something. There might have been something to that. She spent her final years in Los Angeles with her brother until her death in 2008 at the age of 85. I didn't know she was schizophrenic, though. Yeah. She was born on this day in Nashville, Tennessee in 1923. Yeah, and she, she's the one with, in case you don't know who she is, black hair and like kind of sexy pictures that she did from, from back in the day in the 50s or whenever it was. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that that film, the notorious uh uh, Betty Page. I'll, I'll check that out. I'm trying to remember the name of the... Oh, the Betty Page store is still around. Oh, yeah. What was that called? But it was... 
It was yeah. called Betty Page, and then they changed the name. They of changed the, st- the name, but I think maybe one of the clothing lines. Maybe there are two stores called Betty Page, and so the one that I used to shop at, I can't remember it. It's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, because they would do retro style um, dresses and outfits and stuff that were in the style of Betty Page, right? Yeah, it's going to bother me, so I'm going to go look at one of my dress labels, and you can uh, close off here. Okay. Well, listen, that is April 22nd. You can hear Amanda going upstairs to find uh, the name of the store that it probably doesn't exist anymore that was named after Betty Page. Why she's doing that, it's only your guess. But tune in tomorrow for more Born on This Day. Thank you for listening. We're coming to our year. So that means as of May 1st, we're going to go back to the stories that we told or the things we told last year on May 1st and we'll complete the circle and we've been mentioning it quite a bit I think we're just excited that we've we've made it almost to 365 shows every day for the year and here comes Amanda down the stairs with her dress and the name of that store in case you want to look like Betty Page or Amanda from a couple of years ago and that store is called still don't have it hang she on she still doesn't have it alright tune in tomorrow to find out what that store is hang on hang on clothing all right, Amanda, we're going to close off, so you gotta, you got to reveal. Do you it's know who it is? It's called Tatayana. Tatayana. Is it still around? I, as far as I know. Okay, <laughs> so if you want to see more of those clothes, go to Tatiana.com. Until then, Amanda, we'll say goodbye until tomorrow. Oh, I don't know that it's around anymore. All right, well, look it up on Etsy or... Oh, it is. Okay, great. Tatayana Boutique. There, there you go. Are. You want to look like Betty Page? Go there. All right. A little plug for them, Tatayana.com. Okay, see you tomorrow. More Born on This Day. <laughs>